Hey everyone, you are listening to Love Means Nothing. I am your host, Chris Hasek-Watt. It's a busy week in tennis. We have Dubai Open, just finishing Acapulco, Santiago, even though nobody's paying attention to that tournament. And we have Indian Wells starting next week. Nadal has been training at Larry Ellison's compound. Uh, They're all showing up at Indian Wells. Dimitrov's there hitting practicing with his shirt off that's trending on instagram anyway a lot's going on let's jump into the dubai open uh ugo umber just uh won the finals against bublik there was a lot of drama in this tournament it's great to see ugo umber playing to his potential the guy plays like he's six foot five but when you actually look at him up you know standing against uh, even Bublik, you know, who might be 6'3", 6'4". Um, I think Umber is probably only like six feet tall, but he plays like he's about six foot four, six foot five. He's got a big lefty serve. He plays aggressive. Umber uh, is just making a comeback because it wasn't really talked about because you weren't allowed to talk about it, but he had uh, a negative reaction to the COVID vaccine. And he was basically out of tennis for almost a year, and it's taken him about a year to get back to his potential. It's interesting because CDC just announced earlier this week, and John Isner just reposted it, that COVID should now be treated as a flu. Uh, Too bad they're about three years late on that announcement. For any non-woke rational person, that's how everyone was treating it. And that's how it should have been treated. But there was all this hysteria around it. Around it, uh, Politicians uh, realized that they could use it to their political advantage. It led to corruption. It led to uh, extreme money printing, therefore a housing crisis in many countries due to the lowering of rates. A total fucking shit show. Okay, but let's move on from that. Let's start with just going through the draw in Dubai. Medvedev beats Savchenko first round. Uh, tight match. Savchenko's playing well. Um, Seneg- Senego, Senago, the Italian guy, he lost to Medvedev in the second round. Senego's always that guy that'll get win a couple of rounds, but he's not dangerous to anybody. He's a really fidgety, weird guy. I don't like his game. Um, who else? Struff in the first round lost, lost, lost to Hercatch. 7-6 in the third. I feel like Struff has already had like two or three of these losses. Like I know in Australian Open, he had match point. He lost 7-6 in the fifth. Again, losing 7-6 in the third here. Struff's having a tough time this year. He's playing well, but he's losing these close matches. Andy Murray got, I think, his first win in his last six tournaments. He beat Chapo. Uh, if you want to play anybody these days in a tournament, it's Dennis uh, Shapovalov, he's probably the worst player on tour right now. Um, you know what he needs to do? He needs to bring back the long blonde locks. That's when he was actually at his best, when he had long hair flowing, when he decided to cut it, and now he looks like everybody else. He just kind of lost something. He's just like, I feel like he lost his own swag, and his game went to shit. He's just a terrible tennis player now. His backhand is a total liability. He's not a smart guy on the tennis court. He just goes for everything. You think over time you would learn something. Uh, But he's done, in my opinion. He's done. I don't know if he'll ever get in the top 20 again. 
Um, Monfils lost first round. Not a surprise there. He keeps getting wild cards. Monfils is hurt all the time because he's running around doing cartwheels, somersaults on hard courts, uh, putting on a show. But he's also almost 40 years old. And as a result, he like pulls an Achilles or he like sprains his ankle or does something to his wrist. He's done too. Um, Bublik just got through his first round against Machak, that Czech guy who's really good. So it's funny when some of these players, they are literally a point or two from losing in the first round and then they get to the finals, like in Bublik's case. Um, Laheka just beat Fiskovic. Man, there were some good first rounds. Um, what else happened? Korda. Korda got through his first two rounds with like losing two or three games total. And then he goes and like retires against Rublev after being down. Korda, I've already said it uh, several times. The guy has a beautiful, a beautiful game, incredible firepower, but he's completely overrated. He doesn't have that X factor where he knows how to win matches. If he's not playing perfectly, he loses. Kind of like Chapo, not to that extent, but same sort of thing. Uh, Musetti, again, loses first round to that Kazo, that young French guy who's recovering from all of his injuries. Musetti is kind of in a slump like Andy Murray, obviously at a very different point in their career. But Musetti now has a, a baby, obviously not planned. I was with his girlfriend. He's like 20 years old. And uh, when you have a baby, it does affect your life. I know firsthand, especially if you're a professional tennis player at 20 years old. I don't know that firsthand, but I can only assume that it takes some of your focus away from the game and it shows. Again, I talked about it in my last pod. The one-handed backhand is just a liability, and I explained why, particularly on the return of serve. I didn't actually talk about Musetti specifically, um, but again, you know what I mean? People will key in on that backhand, and essentially, they'll just grind you down. So again, Musetti, he's still got he's still a young guy. He's still got a long career ahead of him. But um, don't expect him to ever make a run in a slam or anything like that. He'll, he'll be a top 30, top 40, maybe top 50 player for the next five, six, seven years, maybe longer. But that's about it, in my opinion. Uh, moving on, let's just jump to the uh, quarterfinals. Medvedev beat Fokina. He always does Fokina. I don't think he's ever beat Medvedev. I've seen them play a few times. And uh, Fokina just is just a bad matchup for Medvedev. Umber beat Hercats, uh, a big win for Umber. Bublek beat Laheka, it was a retirement. And then Rublev beat Korda, it was a retirement. Now things get interesting. Umber beat Medvedev, played incredibly well, just super solid on both sides. Like I said, he's got that slider, ad court, lefty serve that really bugs people. It's kind of like Manorino's serve, but a little bit bigger. And then he can follow it up with bigger shots. Um, but the big controversy was in the other semifinals where Bublik and Rublev were absolutely battling it out. Okay. Rublev won the first set, 7-6. Bublik won the second set, 7-6. And then Bublik was up 6-5 on serve in the third. They've been battling out for roughly three hours at this point, maybe slightly over three hours. Rublev had his chances to win earlier. I think he was up 
4-1, I think, or something like that in the third set. So he was frustrated, okay? Um, the last point of that game um, for Bublik to be to go up, 6-5, there was a shot by Bublik. It was the third or second to last shot of the point, and it looked to potentially be out. It might have caught the back of the line. Anyway, it was called in. Um, they don't have automated line calls um, in the Dubai Open, which I was surprised about considering it's Dubai and they're pretty ahead of things. So you think if there's one tournament, you know, that has automatic line calling, it would be Dubai. Um, anyway, Rublev thought it was should have been called out. After losing the point, he goes to the lines person on the baseline. He gets in his face and he screams at him for probably about three seconds. Okay. Rublev shouldn't have done that. And that definitely constitutes, no, that's not the right word, but that should have been a warning, unsportsmanlike warning, warning for getting in front of a lines person like that and yelling in their face. Okay, fine, done, move on and finish an extraordinary match. What happens next is Rublev sits down, Bublik sits down for their two-minute break or minute-and-a-half break between games. And I don't even think it was the lines person that Rublev yelled at. It was another linesman, not the not the not the umpire, but another person working on the court. He heard what Rublev said, went over to the umpire, said that Rublev was speaking in Russian and called him an effing moron. Okay, so it wasn't even the lines person. So then what happened next is the umpire called for the tournament uh, director to come out. They chatted for a while. They brought over the person that claimed that he heard that. And they went over to Rublev and the they said they told him what happened. Rublev was adamant that he was actually speaking in English. He didn't say that in Russian, et cetera, et cetera. They decided to default him, okay, from the match for this. It was complete insanity. What that means is they take away all of his prize money. They take away all of his points for the entire tournament. It was 6-5 in the third. The fans are amped. People want to see emotion. Okay, yeah, there's a certain line you don't want to cross. And Rublev slightly crossed it, but never to the extent where you would retire him from the match or default him for what he did. Um, you think they could have just listened to the recording. Everyone's heard it. It didn't. It's hard to make out what he actually said. But either way, it was complete insanity. When you go on Twitter now, all of the woke people, you know, all of these people that love when some authoritative figure cancels someone they were all in favor they said how dare imagine you're at the workforce in the office and you talk to somebody like that that wouldn't be allowed like they're trying to draw some sort of actual like similarity to a professional athlete versus someone in their cubicle in an office okay these are not these are not direct comparisons okay and uh the common sense people the non-woke people said hey yeah should have been a warning uh a penalty etc and move on, finish the match. The chair or the tournament director had some sort of kind of pompous, arrogant tone to him. He didn't even have a real conversation with, with Rublev. He pissed me off. The guy should be banned. All of them should be banned. Rublev, Rublev should appeal at this, sue the ATP, 
if I were him. Uh, it was a complete joke. Anyway, Bublik, who's kind of a beauty. Uh, Bublik, by the way, in my opinion, is top 10 in the world talent-wise. I don't think he necessarily has the work ethic, but when you just watch his talent, his shot making, the guy is on another level than the vast major- majority of like tennis players. Like if you put, put him against like Bautista Agu at his prime, okay? Like Bautista Agu got to like top 10 in the world. I think it was like seven in the world at one point. The guy had no talent. It was purely work ethic. Where Rublev's kind of like the opposite. He's starting to work harder. So I'm not saying he has no work ethic, but he's pure talent. And those are the type of players you want to see play. Anyway, Bublik, when uh, it was announced that Rublev was going to get defaulted for this, he was shocked himself. And he said, forget it. I'm happy to continue to play. That's bullshit. But the tournament director said, no, this is the final decision. Match over. Um, And then Bublik in like the post-match um press conference didn't say much because he didn't want to get offended but he all he did insinuate that he thought that the call was a bit ridiculous anyway finals umber versus bublik and umber beat him uh six four six three so this is i think a atp 500 it might be umber's first atp 500 win um big win for him and um yeah and he's got an incredibly hot girlfriend too the camera loved her panned in on her umber is kind of a cool guy he like did a photo shoot with like wilson kith before i like him uh and uh yeah he's living obviously a pretty good life so good for him moving on to acapulco it must be incredibly um it must be incredibly hot there uh these guys it must be incredibly humid because their clothes, like Rune, like Rude, mainly Rude when he's playing, he is, it's like he's taken a shower. He is completely drenched. Uh, he's in the finals, which he'll be playing against Dimignor. Uh, Dimignor, again, is still on an absolute tear this year. I would say now, I said Dimignor and Dimitrov were kind of like the two, in my opinion, other than like the top th- four guys in the world. They were like the two guys that were having the best year the two outliers having the best year now i would say it's probably Dimignor and umber with dimitrov number three um but Dimignor is looking unstoppable at this tournament he plays rude later today rude's had a tough time let's just go through this draw so zverev first round he was number one seed he lost to countryman altmeyer zverev while i want to love him he's kind of pissing me off he just he Seems to just like sometimes he shows up and plays amazing. Sometimes he doesn't. He's completely unpredictable. We all know he's a bit of a choke. He doesn't know how to finish matches, which is also a concern. Anyway, Zverev lost first round. Schwartzman got a wild card and he lost first round. Schwartzman is done. It was weird when he was, you know, top 15 in the world, which was like four or five years ago, because Schwartzman's literally like five foot five. And you were always wondering how the hell he was doing this. He beat Nadal one time on clay. And I don't know if he was on something or how somebody of that size could have had such a great career, even though it wasn't a long career um, when he was in that kind of top 20 uh, in the world. But this is kind of what you'd expect. He's just so small. How is he supposed to like beat these guys? 
Anyway, so he's basically done. He got a wild card, lost. He won the first set, and then he lost 6-3, 6-1 to Chekmanovic in the first round. Uh, Nishioka, he actually won his first round, and then lost 6-3, 6-love to Draper. The thing about Nishioka is he's the biggest tank in tennis. Okay, if he is getting outplayed, which is often, he just decides to completely tank the entire match. I saw it with my own eyes in Vancouver. I've seen it so many times on TV. Nishioka is a total bum. Uh, and he's such a whiny little bitch. He's also like five foot five, and I don't know how he's having the success that he is. He obviously strikes the ball pretty pure, but uh, I think a couple more years and he'll be done too. I'm just shitting on everybody today. Uh, Diminor just walking through people. Sits a pass. Um, okay, let's actually go through this. Tiafo lost to Kepfer. Oh my God, in the round of 16. Tiafo's having a tough year, really tough year. Um, okay, back to the quarters now. So Rune got through his. Uh, Rude beat Shelton in three. Shelton's playing pretty well, I would say. Um, Diminor beat Sitsipas for his first time in his career. He was 0-10 against Sitsipas, which I found surprising. Uh, but Diminor beat him in three. Um and uh, Draper was cruising before he lost to Diminor. And then I watched the match last night, Rude versus Rune. Rude beat him in three. Rune should have won that match. He was up 4-1, 40-15, or 4-2, 40-15 in the third. And then he collapsed. There was a couple bad calls against him. He ran out of challenges, and he couldn't overcome that. He just got so pissed off. Um, Rune? Um, I don't know what to say. So he brought on... So after Becker left and he's had the whole shakeup on his team he brought patrick martagolo back after he was let go roughly six months ago which was kind of odd um but rune seemed to be exactly the same as he's always been on the court he's got talent but he doesn't have much more than that he doesn't have a solid game he misses a lot he's a bit of a head case i don't know to be honest, the guy waxes every part of his body. He has literally no hair on his entire body. In fact, his head, he's actually starting to go bald already. And he's like 21 years old. So he actually was like, a he was kind of, I felt like a stud at 18. And he's actually got less attractive at 21, which is rare for men. Usually you become better looking up until, I don't know, your mid thirties even maybe. Um, Rude. Rune is going the other way already. He's got also these massive bags under his eyes. I don't know if he's just tired. You know what I mean? If he lives a stressful life. Anyway, like I said in my last pod, I think Rune is probably never going to win a slam, to be honest. I think he may have reached his peak, kind of like an Ali Asim did at a very young age. But we'll see. There's still potential there. Uh, anyway, so the finals still yet to be played. No one cares about Santiago, so there's no point talking about it too much. The only interesting thing is uh, is Mute, that French guy beat Jari uh, in Chile, which is Jari's uh, home country, and he was kind of like being an asshole. He was messing around against Jari. The first point of the entire match, he hit an underhanded ace surf, which was actually pretty impressive. But then he was kind of talking shit to the crowd. They were uh, booing him, etc. Mute is a bum. 
He is a bum. Um, he's I like somebody that goes against the grain and against the establishment, but like you have to still be cool about it. You have to have like you have to be smart and interesting. He's neither of those things. I feel like he just goes against the establishment because he's just a jerk. Um, so that's his thing. But a good win for him. Nevertheless, let's see if they've played their semis yet. I don't think they have. Uh, singles draw, semifinals. No, I haven't played the semis. So that was the quarterfinals. Anyway, so that's it for tournaments. Um, what else do we want to talk about? Do we want to talk about Wendy's surge pricing? That was a bit of a mess. Wendy's, they announced that they were going to introduce surge pricing, such as Uber does. So when things are busy, prices go up. When they're not busy, prices go down. Man, the the backlash that they got was completely unexpected. I didn't know Wendy's. I didn't know people even ate at Wendy's anymore. And if they did, I didn't know that these people were gainfully employed. But apparently, they do not want to pay higher prices at peak hours. By not being gainfully employed, I mean that you can go at any time you want and eat a burger. Show up at 11 a.m. Show up at 3 p.m. You don't have to go at typical lunch hours because you have nothing else to do. But they were mad, so Wendy's kind of backtracked that. There's no more surge pricing. I actually thought that it would not work, but I thought it was an interesting con- concept to introduce. But they're not going to do that anymore. Um, that had nothing to do with tennis, but I just thought it was interesting. Um, okay, Osaka. I put Osaka threads. I need to read you some of these. <laughs> they're just so embarrassing. So this came up on my feed and these, I'm just going to read you some Naomi Osaka threads. Threads is kind of the Twitter of Instagram. Okay, so let me just read you what she wrote. This is three days ago. This is her last post. I'm just reading these to sh- to showcase how Naomi thinks, okay, um, and what her IQ might be, okay? You might think it's high, but based on these, I would argue that it's low. So here's the first one from three days ago. I just decided in my head that I'm not gonna care anymore. Let's see how long that lasts. Okay, next one. Restaurants love throwing the word Wagyu into their dishes. So I guess everything is Wagyu now, huh? Okay, next one. Practicing being kinder to myself. It's not the most natural thing for me to do. Okay, next one. I had a fun one last night, and then she has a black heart. Okay, today, next one. Today, this is three weeks ago. Today was so trash, and that's all she wrote. Four weeks ago, I firmly believe that good things happen to good people. Wow, that was deep. Five weeks ago, oh my God, when did posting stuff become so stressful? And then a skeleton meme. Anyway, it's like she posts once every week. I don't know if it's like her social manager doing this, but and then next kind of want to start a book club laugh out loud no naomi you don't read books okay we get that and if and if they're just like picture picture graphs or if they're just sort of animated books there's nothing to talk about other than the pictures in them okay if they actually include any sort of text or copy okay or literature then there there's something to talk about i don't think you read naomi um okay Moving on, uh, what else happened? Oh, Andy Murray announced uh, in a press conference or after a match that he's likely going to finish playing tennis uh, at the end of the summer. He'll officially announce it. I said this exact thing in a podcast two or three days ago. Basically, everything I say on this podcast com- becomes true. 
The problem is that not many people listen to me or take me seriously. Okay, but the reality is that I've been right on probably 99% of the things that I've said. Uh, I mentioned that he's going to announce his retirement before Wimbledon. He'll play Wimbledon for the last time, and then he'll play U.S. Open for the last time. That's what's going to happen, uh, as he should, as he should. Um, The kingdom, I'm just reading another, the kingdom makes its move. So Saudi Arabia in a deal that's apparently worth roughly 100 million over five years. Um, So... Uh, it's a significant chunk of money. It's not live money, but um, I guess they're going to be hosting more tournaments in Saudi Arabia. Apparently also the WTA finals as well. So Saudi is making their moves as to be expected. Uh, Nadal training in Palm Springs, as I think I touched on, he's looking pretty good, but He's looking good, but you just look at his feet and the movement and he looks like he's 36 years old, not 21 years old. So there's just like the movement is so massive and I just don't, I don't know, maybe he could win one more French and that would just show how superior he is as an athlete versus all these new guys, but he's just a lot slower. He still looks great. He's still moving well, but not like a 25 year old Nadal. It's impossible. Um, last little bit of news, some low ranked professional U S tennis players banned for two years for using marijuana. I didn't think that was still a thing. That's kind of like the Ross Rebelliati. Okay. In Nagano of the Olympics, I'm just aging myself. The Canadian snowboarder who won gold and then got the gold medal taken away because he had marijuana in his system. You know, that was like 30 years ago. It feels like, um, I'm surprised that tennis players are tested for marijuana. And if they do have marijuana in their system, then they're actually banned. That's shocking that this is the first time it's happened. Um, Oh, one last thing. There is that uh, Brazilian kid. He was born in 2006, which is insane. He's 17 years old. Uh, I don't know if I can pronounce his name. Fonseca. Um, He had a run in Argentina He's he beat Phil's Arthur Phil's, who probably for the first time in his professional career has played someone younger than him because Phil's is about 19 or 20 himself. He destroyed Phil's. He ended up losing the quarters in a tight one. But this kid has game. No question. He hits big shots. He was going to play. He was committed to the University of Virginia for next year, which is shocking. But as you'd expect, after having these results, he announced that he is officially going to play professionally and he's going to skip university probably the right move and not surprising at all okay everyone thank you for listening i am your host chris hasakwat don't forget to like subscribe comment even unsubscribe yourself if you think it's shit do whatever you want all right bye bye